This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your more impinging podcast from PitchList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 16th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. John Gray, 3.2 innings and 3 runs yesterday. Yeah, we move on from him. Lucas Giolito did really well against the Texas Rangers, 38% CSW. Now he gets the Royals and Cincinnati in Chicago. Sorry, not Chicago, in Cleveland. Man, it's so confusing with Giolito. Uh, he was down to 92 miles per hour. Does not matter. Changeup was really good. So we're fantastically in on Giolito now. As the skills have been there, but just the results haven't. It's really nice to see that against the Rangers, too. Jose Barrios did really well against the Red Sox as he's just so consistent. Brandon Fought did well against the Cubs, and that's really nice because we had sinkers get involved here and land really well inside to right-handers. I love it. Um, Sweeper is actually getting off the plate a bit more, too, instead of just blankly over the zone or inside the zone. Now, this four-seamer, I don't still like that much. He does get the Yankees and White Sox next, so I think we're going to go with Brandon Fott. And just, you got to keep rolling with it as you do well against the Cubs. But, yeah, 5.1 innings, zero and run, six hits, five base runners. That's really good fought. Uh, Zach Greinke opened for Engel uh, and Hell Zerpa. And that was four innings of production against the Astros, which is very surprising. Could have been a gold star, but I don't want to give it to a guy who didn't really start. Uh, this might be the quietest Hall of Fame uh, career ending season that I've seen from Granky. Kind of strange. Okay. Zerp, I don't want to go for. I don't really think it's very interesting. Logan Webb at 18 whiffs last night for a co-share of the Gallows Poem. Um, eight innings, one hundred run, four hits, zero walks, and six Ks in cores. And that was 10 over 36 whiffs on his slider, not the changeup doing it, which is really cool. Now, a really good location, but he did get more drop on it and three, like two more inches of drop and three fewer of horizontal break. There could be something different there. That's very, very interesting. Uh, and I hope that Webb actually hold on to it. Now, of course, you're starting the rest of the way for the most part. It is a very tough schedule for Logan Webb. Um, it's Arizona next, but then it's the Padres and the Dodgers. And we just got to hope that that slider is still there for Arizona. So we feel good about the Padres, uh, the Dodgers and uh, sorry, the Padres and then the Dodgers. I got that mixed up. That's all good. Uh, we have Tarek Skubal Aces going to ace their 18 whiffs here, but it was on the back of the change of going 11 for 27 whiffs, which is crazy. Now, it was the Angels. They really fed into it. And the four-seamer isn't being the uh, absurdly dominant pitch that we've seen. Uh, it's been about a month now that Skubal has been failing to get that four-seamer at the top third of the zone and above, as we saw in the first month from him returning from Tommy John. Two over 30 whiffs here in this one. Still 96, and that's fine. I love the foundation here. If Scoobal actually has this changeup and this fastball is still effective and just not really the dominant one, then it does open the door more so for the slider and curve to develop too. Uh, I'm a big fan of Scoobal right now. I do question if the velocity will be the same next year though. But it is very, very exciting. And I wish I had a little bit more 
to leave in the four-seamer. If the four-seamer does become a 94-mile-per-hour pitch, it's not having the same location. Something to think about for 2024. We're going to talk about all of that later. Uh, Zach Eflin did really good and, like, really, really well. Cutter was great. Heston Kierstad's solo shot was ridiculous on a cutter inside. I don't know how he did it, and that was really the only blemish. Seriously, the only hit allowed by Eflin, and this was a pitch off the plate. What? Okay. Uh, Chase Anderson got the gold star, taking down the Giants in cores, even though he couldn't do it in Oracle Park. It's fine. Uh, Yohan Aviedo did well against the Yankees. I actually said that Aviedo is a cherry bomb, but I liked him more. Why? Be- than the other ones, because the Yankees are really bad against right-handed sliders, and guess what? That's what happened here. We're not touching it in Cincy, though. Seven Ks in five innings, one earned run, four hits, five walks. Terrible whip, but whatever. It's what happens. Uh, you still would take this. Uh, David Peterson against the Reds. I wrote a lot about this one. Why? Because it's 5.2 innings of two earned runs, six hits, two walks, and 10 strikeouts. He was my stream pick of the day. It worked out. It was a bit of a Philly, and the whip isn't good, but you'll take the strikeouts absolutely in that earned run uh, production. Here's the thing. So I wasn't really that in on Peterson. It was a top of questionable start because I was, you know, the Reds on the road and Peterson looked good last time. I didn't believe that the four-seamer would return with 10 whiffs, and it didn't. It was one over 25 four-seamer whiffs. There was three out of 26 on the sinker. But the reason he did well here was eight over 12 slider whiffs. And I looked more into this. I was like, wait, hold on a second. Peterson hasn't had a good slider for a while. And it's not the one from last year. It really is the one from this year. He just located super, super well. And he threw it mostly in two-strike counts with six whiffs in those two strike counts, right? So six of these strikeouts were on sliders, really well spotted down and away from lefties or down and into righties. I don't believe it. There's only 12 sliders thrown, eight for 12 slider whiffs, which is a 75% swing strike. We all know that's wrong. That's overall not not whiff rate or whatever. And to see two starts from David Peterson that are success from two different ways without each of those skills repeating in the in the same starts, that to me is weird. And I don't like weird. That is inconsistent and out of nowhere stuff. That to me is spotty and not something to believe in. And now David Peterson gets the Phillies. I don't believe it. Right? Uh, 8 over 12 slider whiffs is not going to be repeated. The four-seamer doing 1 over 25 whiffs, that is more like who he is as opposed to the 10 from last time. So don't look at the last two starts and say, oh no, now David Peterson's a strikeout guy. It's weird. It's strange. I don't think it's going to stick. Christian Javier, I don't think is going to stick either. Uh, against the Royals, he went five innings, two earned runs, five hits, one walk, six Ks. Great, we'll take it. Slider was terrible. Four-seamer did enough against a poor offense, okay? He gets the Orioles and Mariners, I'm not doing that. Billy Ober returned for 93 pitches, five innings, got the win, two earned runs, five hits, zero walk, six Ks. We take it across the board. Awesome to see it. Is he a new guy now? A little bit. A four-seamer was amazing upstairs. He's still not quite as amazing with his changeups and slider as we saw before he had that bad stretch of some down to the minors. He has a curveball now. That's the only difference, really. It's involved, which is fine. There is still a little bit more improvement to be had with Bailey over 93 pitches and five innings, I think, kind of showcased that. And I think that's why he went down to the minors, is that they wanted him to fix the command a little bit, but then they're like, oh, wait, Dallas Keiko isn't very good. So <laughs> I think that's why they did this. Also, they want to give an extra day of rest, I think, to their starters. Um, but Cincy is next for Bailey Ober, uh, regardless of five or six man, if, if Keiko is in or out. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I want to do it. I think Bailey Ober's four-seamer is good enough, and the uh, the other pitches for strikes, I think, are fine. Just get those a little bit further down, and you'll easily coast through that one, I think. Garrett Cole against the Pirates. Ace is going to be weird as he walked three guys super early in this game and did not have anything but his fastball. Even his fastball wasn't that good, and yet he found a way to survive five innings of two and runs. This is different from Strider. Strider goes like six or seven when he blows up, and for Cole, it's just a weird whip and four Ks, but... 
You got through it. Okay, cool. Aaron Nola, 4.2 innings of two and runs, seven hits, one walk, and one strikeout. How am I supposed to butter my bread with this? 38% sinkers now versus 20% four-seamers. Is that an approach change? I actually think it was more that the four-seamer command was just so bad that he had to get strikes with something, so he threw sinkers. But yeah, it feels really bad with Aaron Nola right now, and you just can't do it. I get it. He's going to be in the questionable start here moving forward. Like Obviously, there's a possibility he comes back, but... Boy, is this going to be a weird discussion in the offseason. Brian Bayo against the Jays came through in a massive way. Six innings of three and runs. Sure, it's a very poor quality. Sorry, it's a poor quality start because it was five base runners, four hits, one walk, and 10 strikeouts. But the thing is, he's not doing anything different. This is just the peak of what he does of sinkers and changeups. And that's nice. That's great. But I, I don't think we're going to see any sort of repetition of that strikeout rate from Bayo. And that's fine. We're just going to keep starting him. For the most part, I even said like last time out, actually, I was like, hey, maybe you want to avoid this with Bayo. It's not that great. But uh, here he is doing well against the Jays. So I, obviously I'm wrong. Um, but Bayo gets the Rangers and the Rays next. So if you want to go for those after this, I get it. But I don't expect him to be this good against the Rangers. That is still kind of precarious. Uh, Seth Lugo did exactly what he's supposed to do against the Athletics. Got the win, six innings, 300 runs, uh, five hits, one walk, and seven Ks. Uh, Bobby Miller against George Kirby is a very interesting start. We're going to talk about him and all everybody else for today and tomorrow's games after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Bobby Miller, 5.2 innings of three and runs. A careful Icarus here as he ran into trouble in the sixth. And honestly, I mean, Bobby Miller's, Bobby Miller's really good net right now with the curveball uh, and fastballs that are good enough, but he's not there with the slider. And by the way, the changeup was amazing yesterday. I think he's good this year. I think he could be great next year with the development on the slider and the fastball. Uh, Wade Miley against the Nationals was a Toby got a win, whatever. I... Uh, if he goes against weak opponents, that's okay. Hunter Green was going to do, was so good until he allowed a three-run shot against Alonso with two outs in the six. It was so painful. He's looking really good with the Blake Snell blueprint. Um, Jack Flaherty, honestly, I think the skills are better than the results. Four innings of 300 runs, six hits, one walk, and six Ks. I think his curve and slider are so well spotted right now. He's up to 94 in the fastball. It just didn't work out. 15 whiffs, 32% CSW. I'm still going with this against the Guardians. Call me crazy. You can do whatever you want. I imagine you want to drop and fine. Um, but I'm doing it. Uh, Johnny Cueto against Atlanta, four innings, three and runs. Yeah, of course not. Griffin Canning didn't come through. Six innings, four and runs, nine, eight hits, and one walk, seven Ks. Everything was just too high. Curveballs and sliders were just too high. He's got to get that down. He gets the Twins and Athletics next. I'm going to do it. I'm going to probably put him at the top of question before the Twins, but I feel like it's going to be an easy probable against Athletics because once he gets those curve and sliders down, as he normally does, he'll be good. Uh, that's Griffin Canning. This is George Kirby against the Dodgers. Just couldn't quite do it. Careful Icarus with two more in, uh, in the sixth inning that made this um, from two and runs to six, four and runs in six innings. 
he's great. He just needs that slider to honestly be a very legitimate pitch for him. And uh, it's good getting strikes, but it, it, until it's there, George Kirby is not going to quite be that ace. Zach Thompson, yeah, it's against the Phillies. He's a bit of a cherry bomb. He gets the Brewers twice moving forward. That's good for NL only. I don't think it's good enough for 12-teamers, but there's a chance that he does come through with his three-pitch mix. Bryce Elder against the Marlins was very disappointing. He is a Toby. got 14 whiffs as he focused on the changeup more here, but the slider wasn't that good. And five innings, four and runs, nine hits. Ah, it's disappointing. Gets the Phillies and Cubs next, so no thank you to Bryce Elder. Jake Irvin, no way. Same with Sean Newcomb and J.C. Schultons. And Justin Steele, 600 runs in six innings. Nine base runners, five Ks. Well, this is the command that I've been talking about, which has been weird for the past month or so, and it's worked out. I put out a video being like, Justin Steele's not that great, and it got away with it, and everyone's like, you're ridiculous, Nick. Obviously, batters are struggling against him. I'm like, yeah, that's a fair point. It just feels weird, and here's the Diamondbacks doing exactly what I expected other teams to do before. Two home runs off sliders that were just middle of the plate, and there you go. So we still keep starting him. You know, it's just interesting of like, is this actually falling apart? I don't, you know, you can't say that it is after one start, but... It feels like this is what should have been happening before. All right. Uh, today's, today's starting pitchers via Pablo Lopez, Tyler Glasnow, Corbin Burns, and Grayson Rodriguez in the top tier. Cole Reagans against the Astros in the start of the probable tier. Uh, Chris Bassett, Tanner Bybee against the Rangers. You have Kyle, Kyle Hendricks, JP France against good matchups, and Kling Kershaw is going, so we're starting him against the Mariners. Sorry, Gibson Long is my stream pick of the day. Uh, Tyler Anderson is a good streamer against the Tigers as well. Uh, Ranger Suarez is in a good rhythm against the Cardinals. Andrew Abbott against the Mets. I'm just going to do it because the Mets are weird, and Andrew Abbott should be performing better than he has been lately. And Tyler McGill is on the other side as it is the Reds on the road. You have a questionable start tier of Bryce Miller against the Dodgers. That's tough. Dane Dunning he had his cutter and slider last time, but... Not that great, and uh, it's been inconsistent against the Guardians. Chris Sale's velocity is terrifying but it, you know, against the, the Jays, but he's been able to make it work sometimes. And Keaton Wynn in Colorado in Cor- against Coors, um, in Coors against Colorado. Amazing splitter against them last time, but is it going to be reversed this time? Who knows? Uh, do not start here. Zach Davies, no thanks. Miles Michaelis, Luis Ortiz, Mason Miller. She only go about 50 pitches against the Padres, unfortunately. Matt Waldron, Jared Schuster, Kyle Freeland, Tuki Desan, Trevor Williams. Ross Stripling is pitching now against Coors, but no thanks. Brent Suter, also ugh. Uh, Kyle Freeland and Brian Hoeing, no thank you whatsoever. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. Brandon Woodruff, Sonny Gray, and Framber Valdez is all the same from yesterday for the most part, honestly. Uh, Charlie Morton, Jose Quintana, uh, Hyunjin Ryu, Carlos Rodon, Dean Kramer, Jordan Wicks are in that probable start tier. Questionable start is Logan Gilbert, Jesus Lazardo, and Gavin Williams. All really tough matchups. It's not about your situation there. Same with Dylan Cease as a cherry bomb against the Twins. Uh, good luck with all of that. Reed Detmers gets Detroit. Does, is the changeup real? I'm very curious there. T- Tywin Walker against the Cardinals. Who knows? Nick Pivette had a good command last time, but it's the Jays. Uh, Zach Littell is our stream pick of the day. Yes, everyone else is over 20% rostered. Uh, maybe there's a win there against the Orioles. Uh, you have Andrew Heaney, Brandon Williamson, and Ryan Nelson uh, ending this one. Andrew Heaney might be open for, and he might be in a situation to get a win. I don't know what the Rangers are really doing there. I don't really want to chase it, but I do recognize it could be like three, four innings of Heaney in relief for a win. Brandon Williamson, he was two ticks down without his changeup last time out. And that's really annoying. Hopefully it's back because it was after the COVID IL. And Ryan Nelson, I just don't really love it, but maybe the slider is developing, getting better. There are some interesting do not starts here. Joey Wentz could have a strikeout game against the Angels. Andre Jackson has shown success before against the Yankees. Sean Manaya finally is starting, but it's in cores. Patrick Corbin just had a ridiculously good game with a slider against the Brewers. Dakota Hudson is a desperate quality start play against the Phillies. Ken Waldachuk had a new changeup last time. It's really exciting and maybe there's something legit, but it's the Padres who destroy lefties, so no thank you. Pedro Avila gets Oakland, and honestly, he's not that bad, and it's a really good situation pitching for the Padres, so maybe that can work. 
Uh, Chris Flexen against the Giants. We've seen him do okay in cores before, especially against the teams like the Giants. Gavin Stone should have an opener. They said he's getting the bulk amount of innings against the Mariners, so maybe he does get a sneaky win. And then you have Jordan Lyles against Houston, who has gone like seven, eight innings out of nowhere before. All right, that is it for today. Thanks so much for the support. We'll be around, of course, until the end of the year. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may you bounce below, and your strikeouts high.